Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. For the last couple of weeks on the show, we've kind of been touching on the issue of gas prices. And that's because we couldn't help but notice how these have been going up and down. So I drove by one station, what, like a week and a bit ago, and I saw $1.77. And I thought, what a deal. Yeah, there were people lined up for it. And then two days later... It was $2 a liter. So I thought, oh, that's what they were doing, right? They were softening us up before raising those prices to $2. And then last weekend, I was seeing $1.79, $1.87, I think is what I saw, you know, and got also got filled up at. And now more like $2.05 a liter. That's the highest we've seen in a while, actually. So what's going on? Is it the crude oil prices? What's going on in the markets? And once again, is it just us here in Metro Vancouver paying that premium that we always seem to pay? Let's break all this down. Dr. Kent Fellows is with us now, an assistant professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Okay, maybe you can help us out with this then. What's going on with gas prices right now? So there are a lot of things that impact gasoline prices, especially in your part of our world in in Vancouver. Um, I think the the fluctuations that you're sort of seeing over the last couple of weeks, um, some of that is is the underlying crude oil price. So that would be the the Western Canada Select price that's set in Edmonton. Um, But a lot of that is actually frictions in the supply chain, getting the fuel from refineries in Edmonton to the lower mainland. Okay, and so what's the problem then? So this is actually a problem that uh, started brewing around 2015, uh, and it uh, revolves around the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Um, So there is that pipeline in place. Most of the fuel consumed in the Lower Mainland actually comes into it on the Trans Mountain Pipeline, um, and that pipeline just isn't big enough, which we know because uh, they've been trying to twin it for quite some time. But around 2015, there was a rule change uh, by the National Energy Board um, that for various technical reasons uh, means that they're actually actually shipping less refined product on that pipeline now and more crude oil for export. And so when you cut the, the shipments of refined products, when you when you cut the amount of gasoline coming in to the lower mainland, now it has to come in on alternative uh, modes of transportation. And so that's barging up from the U.S. or coming in via a rail or in some cases even via truck. That's more expensive, which means wholesale gasoline prices are higher, which means retail gasoline prices are higher. Okay, so then why is it, Dr. Fellows, that we also hear here in Vancouver that, oh, it's the refinery down in Washington State that's causing problems or they're doing maintenance at such and such a refinery. So is it just everywhere? If there's any kind of an issue, we're going to have to pay more here? So it's it's definitely more of an impact when it's somewhere closer like that um, because you just look at where the supply chain comes from. So like I said, a lot of that gasoline, the most of that gasoline is coming from uh, Edmonton area refineries in Alberta, but you do get volumes from Seattle, volumes from, um, from the U.S. And so anytime there's that disruption, what it means is there's just less fuel available for purchase. And so the prices go up to ration that so you don't end up with fuel outages. Um, so that can be at the wholesale level if it's uh, if it's an impact to a refinery or like I said to the pipeline um, and then that filters through to retail prices as uh, as your retailers have to pay more for the gasoline they're buying they charge you more for the gasoline they're selling you 
Okay, so is this just a like because Metro Vancouver is uniquely positioned that way? Is that just we just have to chalk it up to that? So in terms of the level, yeah. Um, when you look at Metro Vancouver versus, particularly versus the rest of Western Canada, so comparing it to you know other provincial capitals, um, you know Edmonton, Regina, Winnipeg. Um, you guys have really high prices, uh, and a we lot do. of that is just the the difficulty in getting that fuel in, into uh, into the province. Um, you know, you look at the difference between Calgary and Edmonton, and it's exactly what the pipeline toll is. It's you know, it's I think it's a cent or a cent and a half. You look at the difference between Edmonton and Vancouver, and that pipeline constraint can play all the way up to sort of eighteen, twenty, twenty five cents difference, and then even more acute um, when you get uh, when you get specific shortages. So it really is a supply chain issue. That, uh, that the pipeline just isn't big enough. Um, you can layer onto that some some tax differences. Uh, Alberta right now, we're not paying a provincial fuel tax because our government brought in tax relief uh, to, to eliminate that tax at the retail side of things. Um, so that makes a bit of a difference. But, but even comparing to Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, uh, yeah, you guys are high. Uh, thanks. Yes, we do know that. Everybody <laughs> knows that when we drive by the gas station. We feel it all the time. So is there any relief in sight for us? here? Well, it's hard to know for sure. Uh, so the, the Trans Mountain Pipeline is twinning, um, which is which is old news. I mean, they've been working on that for quite some time. Um, but we're not sure yet what the tolls are going to look like on that pipeline, and, and that will have a bit of an impact as well. So once the Trans Mountain expansion is finished, uh, my assumption, just looking at the data, is that those refined fuel shipments will sort of return to their former levels. They'll return to the, to the pre-2015 uh, ratio rather than the post-2015 ratio. Um, um, and so that'll mean lower, or it should mean lower transportation costs to get that gasoline into the province. Um, but how much lower, we don't know yet, because we have to wait to see what those final tolls are going to be. And that's going to be dependent on what the final cost of the pipeline is. Uh, and if you've been watching that side of the news, uh, that pipeline is now a lot more expensive than it was originally planned to be. So uh, so that will be uh, an interesting one to watch. Yeah, we're going to end up paying for that too. Uh, so um, the prices in the States have also been going up though, right? Yeah, no, they have. Um, and again, that's uh, that's consistent with that uh, increase in crude oil prices. All those prices tend to move together in some way or another. So they they generally base everything off their their um, their benchmark price, which is West Texas Intermediate, which is a little bit lower than Western Canada's select. But but these things move with uh, with global shifts. And so certainly, if you compare it to pandemic times, I mean everyone's up because the crude oil price is is uh, a lot higher now than it was then. Briefly during that period, we actually had some negative prices for crude oil, which is one of those strange pandemic era things that shows up on data sets. Yeah, I guess. So So, is this something that for the rest of this year, do we foresee prices staying steady at this kind of, for us anyway, that $2 a litre mark? I would expect that you'll probably bounce around that um, somewhere between sort of a a dollar ninety and and you know two hundred five or, or two ten wherever you are um, right now, <clears throat> because I don't see that there's likely to be a big change in those crude oil prices in the coming months. Um, but uh, I don't have a crystal ball, so uh, so the best I can do is is guess like everybody else. Well, you don't see them going down though, right? <laughs> uh, not in a big way, no. All right. Well, that's what we need to know, Doctor Fellows. Thank you so much for your time. 
My pleasure. And we appreciate you explaining that to us. That's Dr. Kent Fellows, Assistant Professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary, explaining that Metro Vancouver gas price premium. We know we're paying it. There's a lot of different reasons for it. And he just explained very well how we're going to be stuck with it for some time. Looking at that $2, right now I saw I saw 2 and I saw 205 on my way into work this morning. And I think it's probably going to be sticking around that level, at least for the rest of the summer, next couple of months.